Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Sports, luxury, or race car. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Okay, Hal. This topic, who suggested this topic? I'm going to tell you. You're going to be very surprised. It was Sammy Gibson. Hi, Sammy Gibson. I'm very surprised. Sammy, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> this episode's just for you. Everybody else who downloaded it, yeah. stop right now. Yeah, this episode is just for you. Your question was sports luxury or race car. Now, we did not know if you meant what is the best sports luxury or race car, or if you are asking us to choose between owning a sports car, a luxury car, or a race car. I think that's the one. So that is what we are going to choose yeah, between. That's it. I think that's yeah. what it is. It's a trinary. Okay. Trinary. Is that's that's what it's called, right? Is trinary the right word? It is now. Yeah. I'm trinary this house out right now because I uh, had Taco Bell earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible. You can. Upton. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hope everybody is enjoying the new uh, the, the new mascot for our improv shows at Dynasty Typewriter, yeah. Upton from the Box of Food. Where are those? Whole Foods? They have to be. They must be yeah. Whole Foods. We'll, it's always, we'll find out when we see Paul on Wednesday. It's always either Whole Foods or Trader Joe's because they have those brands that aren't, that like, you know, like they're not Oreos, they're Joe's O's. Yeah, that's Trader Joe's is everything. Almost yeah. everything is their brand except for, I think, like, uh, oh man, what are the, what they have like some product that is not theirs. They're like, we wouldn't dare do this. I don't know if it's medicine or what it is. It's something like, they, they oh, would, we just make cheese. Like Trader Joe's is like, we're not, we're not touching that. Yeah. Like Trader Joe's like, well, yeah, we're going to sell, uh, pregnancy tests in the store, <laughs> but we're not, we're not going to label them Dr. Joe's. <laughs> they always, they always, uh, have, um, like, well-meaning the the names that they come up with for things and specifically for trader joe's nickname uh on each of them is always like uh mildly well-meaning racism yeah yeah like oh sure it's trader giotto for the italian food and Mm -hmm. inexplicably trader ming for their chinese food I don't know. Um, maybe there is no, maybe that is the equivalent of Joseph. Trader Jose. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe there's no Chinese equivalent of, uh, the name Joe. Did you, uh, did you take a language in school? I did. I took French. What, what did you have to have a French name? I had a crush on took French. No, so that's thought, smart. Now I'll have a girlfriend that did not happen <laughs> until way later. And I married that girl who does yeah. not speak French. The French nope. did not help me at all. No, but you have a lovely wife. I do have a lovely wife. Yeah. Independent um, of my study of French. I, yeah. yeah, I took it for <laughs> uh four or five years. Did you have a, a special name in French class? At first it was uh, Jacques. That was the first name I picked. Jacques. That's the Ming to Joe yeah. of uh French names. There's not a there's not a Hal in there, French. There is it. We got to pick your French name and then and then in high school it was Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon. One time I fell asleep in class. Uh, uh-huh. I was just tired and it was like the first class of the day. It was, I wasn't bored. I enjoyed French class. I just was like, I'm passing out, passing out. And the teacher, Madame Gluck is walking. Madame Gluck. Mad- yeah. Madame Robin Gluck. She was awesome. Madame uh, Gluck is the name of the French teacher from like a Judy Bloom book. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Madame Gluck. Yeah. She smacked her hand on my table, like right next to me. I was like, Napoleon. And I think that was the time that I woke up groggy and went, Mom. <laughs> so high school was easy. Oh, God. Did you, what did you take? You took Spanish. I right? took Spanish for four years. Yeah, you took it for four years. Did you say four or five years? How long were you I in high school? I started in eighth grade. Oh, okay. With French and then four years. So I took it for five years. And then I, I tried to take it in college thinking it would be a minor. And then they were. Uh, they sent me to the class for minors, like your first class. Like the class for minors for children or for like West Virginians? <laughs> Combination for young coal miners. Oh, you mean minors as in like major and minor. Yes. Gotcha. They sent me to like what would be the first class on that track. And I get there and it's way too easy. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, are we reading any novels? Because we had read a book in French five uh, yeah. senior year. And the teacher's like, you don't belong in this class. And they put me in a class, the next class, which was so difficult. Like I was overprepared for the minor class, but not at all prepared for the next class. Ah. So they I, don't have an intermediate class. You just got to jo- go from no. regular to advanced, huh? Yeah. So that yeah. was the end of me taking French, but we studied using French in action, mm-hmm. which was made by Yale and it featured, it was like a, you followed a narrative in Paris with a, a woman named Mireille mm-hmm. and an American named Robert and it was all in French and, uh, that's a pretty I, pretentious American <laughs> if his name is Robert. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and the guy who created it was a guy named Pierre Capretz, and he would appear in, uh, in, in the video, he would appear at the beginning, and then he would narrate it. So, something simple would happen, like Mireille goes to the library, and he would repeatedly go, Mireille va à la bibliothèque. Why is it that in every study of language, it's always the library? Because you're seeking knowledge and so are they. they I guess, but like they say, people say like, oh, donde esta la biblioteca is the Spanish, I'm learning, is the official sentence of I'm learning Spanish. Yeah. Oh, Mireille went to the Texas Roadhouse, got an awesome blossom and ate a bunch (laughs) of peanuts while waiting for a salad that was covered in cheese. Yeah. That's, you know what? That's American language learning right there. You better tell me the word for nacho cheese sauce. Oh, I'm sorry. The French don't have a word for nacho cheese sauce. What kind of garbage cheese do you have in France? Oh, what is the English? The English version is like, Tim went to Big Lots. <laughs> um, I like that you took so many years of it. Uh, I took up through Spanish five in high school. Um, so look at us between the two of us. We could, uh, we could, you know, we could communicate well in most of the previously conquered world. <laughs> Thank goodness. That's yeah. Right. All, that's what it's good for. Yeah. That's we speak it. like colonizers. Uh, sorry, everybody. Yeah, sorry. But we are not here to talk about language. Or to colonize. Or to colonize. By the way, my uh, my Spanish name was Marcos, but had I done what you did, which is brilliant, and just you're allowed to come up with whatever name you want, I could have also picked a general and been like Santa Ana, but I wasn't. I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. You just make me question all my choices in life after that. That's what I'm here for. Um, we're But we're not here to talk about life choices. We're here to talk about... Do I drive any of these? Do I drive a sports car, a luxury car, or a race car? You kind of drive a luxury car. You think the Honda CRV is a luxury car? Well, it's new. I think of any car that's new, I'm like, that's a luxury car. Look, I have, you know, and I think, I I don't know if I've talked about my car past on this show. (laughs) I don't know uh, to the extent to which we talked about it. But, but if I we're doing an episode on cars. For somebody who's owned so many cars, yeah. none of which fit into any of these categories. No. I'm very no. excited to dig in a little bit more. Um so for most of my twenties and uh a little bit of my thirties, I had this theory about cars that they just needed to get me from point A to point B. Also, insurance is stupid and registering is stupid. So what I would do is I would buy a car for about Anywhere between $500 and $900. Never four digits. Always a three-digit price. And I would never register it. Mm-hmm. And I would drive it until it was either just immobile, just stopped working, which I had a few of those. Or it got towed. Or it got parking tickets. Or I, I just didn't like the bureaucracy of cars, so I just didn't focus on it. So I would frequently get my cars towed or towed and impounded or you know booted or too many parking tickets. I would try to register and it wouldn't let me register it and all these problems. So I went through in a 10 year period, I went through a dozen cars, one of which I, (laughs) one of which I lost and never saw again. Like I physically lost the car. It was in Chicago. We went to a bar. Uh, I had a couple of beers and I didn't want to drive home. So I took the train home and I went back to get my car the next day and I could not find it. I had no idea where I parked it and I never saw that car again. So none of the cars I've driven. Oh man, some doozies too. Though Mike Ross and I did paint flames on the front of one of them, so it looked yeah, awesome. I remember that. It was an '89 Golf. Yeah, it was beautiful. My yeah. girlfriend at the time, when I would take her to work, she made me park around the corner and drop her off so that she would not be seen pulling up to the front of the restaurant she worked at. Didn't you guys use house paint on the car so it looked yeah. like scarring in the shape of a flame job? Yeah. Yeah, we used house paint. You know what it looked like? It looked like uh the high school set of a production of Grease, and this was all they could get to play Grease Lightning. That, <laughs> that had to be like 14 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was yeah. a long time ago. Because I do remember that car. I remember you preparing to paint it. I think I was invited to uh, participate and did not. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's. A, I do have a picture of us standing. You and I, you and me, and Mike, and uh, a couple other folks. I think Derek and Eric were there, and standing in front of that beautifully painted. You know what it looked like? It, I thought it would look like Grease Lightning, but it looked a little more like the Mirthmobile from Wayne's World. <laughs> the little hatchback that they painted flames on the front of. Sure. So yeah, so I've been through a lot of cars, but I've never had a sports car, a luxury car, or a race car. Would you say any of yours were? So, oh, to get back to my original point, it feels like that's why your car to me, I'm like, that is a luxury car. Yes. It's just because it's new and has all the new bells and whistles. Yes. Um, I, so I think the closest to, uh, uh, that I've come to owning any of these is an Acura Integra, which I suppose is a sports car. Mm-hmm. Um, never. See, I think of an Acura car. as a luxury car. Most Acuras are in that luxury, but this was, this was like smaller, kind of a not a hatchback, but it was like a two. It had four seats, but it was really a two door, mm-hmm. and it felt sportier. Hang on, Hal. Look, a sporty hatchback and a sports car—two different things. Well, right. I think of a sports I car. I think of like a Ferrari. See, I think a Ferrari is a racing car, right? No, I think of a Formula One car or a NASCAR as a okay. race car. All right, that's fair. I have a list of all sports cars in Wikipedia, and it is not listed there. The you... only Acuras listed are the CL Type S, uh-huh. the uh, NS, and the NSX. All right, I don't know. Those are just numbers to me. Why don't they have names for those cars? Though I, I did them. hear, I did hear once that um, the better the car company, the less likely the car is to have a name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you can have a Jaguar X3 or whatever, and you can have a Chevy Malibu. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, th- like I don't, I don't know of anybody who's running around driving a uh, a Jaguar Falcon. By the way, <laughs> Jaguar Falcon. Why did we never see that animal on any fantasy work? Yeah. Why wasn't that on planet Earth? Yeah. Come on, Attenborough. Get your crap together. Show us where all of the Jaguar Falcons are. <laughs> but race cars that, that people own? Oh, I don't, I don't think of it as owning a race car. I'm thinking of it as like if I could own a race, like everything that that entails. That entails oh, gosh. hiring a driver, having a team, going every year to the uh, Formula One races if that's your bag or, you know, the ones with the big, uh, the big parachutes on the back or hitting up the NASCAR circuit. That's a race car. You mean the funny cars? Is that the funny cars that the really do that? long, thin ones? Yeah, yeah. Where they go like they get to 120 miles an hour in like half a second. Yeah, they race like hot rods. You race in a straight line. Yeah, you're racing from the start line to the finish line, and it's a straight line. And then it's a so giant, hard. a giant kid starts with his hand on the car and pulls it back to activate it, and then lets it go, and that's what sends it shooting off. I don't think that's how that works. Dude. Pretty sure that's how. Uh, pretty sure that's how funny you sound cars work. Really dumb. The way they do it is they put a penny in the back of it, and it goes. <laughs> They Sorry, wind everybody. they they wind it up. Yeah, they put a giant plastic strip inside of it, and then they pull the strip. Yeah, and, and then, then you the just yank goes. that strip. And oh man, I loved those cars. There's, is there any way on earth it's a race car? At what? If you drive a race car, I'm scared for you. Well, look, we're not choosing. Look, the only question that we were asked was sports car, luxury car, or race car. The only kind of race car I want is a race car shaped bed. So that could be like Ricky and Silver Spoons. Does that, do they make those in adult sizes? They should. If not, you know what? If you're rich enough, they'll make anything in an adult size. I think we've talked about this before that you, you still want this racing bed. I think it'd be neat. I bet you Jennifer would, if she wasn't sick, I'd call her into the room right now to ask her. I do like a large bed though. So I think it wouldn't be a, for me, it wouldn't be a race car. I'd be like, do you guys, do you guys make a, a bed that's shaped like a Chevy Suburban? <laughs> I need a Ford uh yeah. Aerostar bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, was the Aerostar the one that looked like a monorail in the front? Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And the Siennas kind of look like that now. The Toyota Siennas, they mm-hmm. kind of have that front to them. I guess we have to define – we have to clearly define the question. Is it the car that you want to own? Yeah. Okay. Which car would you want to own? I don't want to own a race car. I really it does. It does seem like owning a race car would – you can only drive it on certain places like the track. There's always going to be 40 other people driving around you trying to get in front of you. And that drives me crazy when I'm driving. Somebody trying to cut me off. So if you are spending 500 laps with somebody trying to cut you off, I mean. Yeah. And the, the civilian version of the race car is the sports car. That's where you get your uh, 
like your BMW, the smaller kind of zippy cars of right. Bugattis, Ferraris, Lamborghinis. Those are all sports cars. Yeah. They're considered sports cars. They're, they are luxury sports cars, but like a Lamborghini Diablo is technically a, a sports car. Yeah. It is made to go fast. It is made to handle like a race car. It's built low to the ground. It's got a tight turning radius. I think the only difference between a race car and a sports car is uh, stickers, right? Yeah. And whether or not you have to wear a jumpsuit to drive it. Yeah. Oh, don't you have to wear a jumpsuit to drive a Lamborghini? Because yeah. I've seen some Italians in some, like, white leather jumpsuits climb out of Lamborghinis before. Did your dad ever wear driving gloves? <laughs> no. Because my dad isn't Mr. Toad. My dad <laughs> My dad went through a phase where he wore uh, these gr- – he had a – Oh, come uh, on. I think it was when he had the Honda Prelude. Uh-huh. Which, again, was like a sporty car. Yeah. It was a Again, car. difference between sporty and sports. Yeah, it wasn't luxury, but it was like a sporty car. And uh he put on these gray gloves that had the holes in the knuckles. Oh. And then he would Did he did he also put on gloves. goggles and a leather cap and a scarf? Yes, and that's what that's what killed his friend Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> he let her borrow the scarf, her neck was cold. Oh, is that wait, is that what killed Zelda Fitzgerald? Yeah, she was wearing a scarf and it got caught in a in a tire. Yo, that is a gruesome death. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh man, I'm never wearing a scarf again. Yeah, of course I mean, who are. am I kidding? I love scarves, <laughs> but just don't wear it in your car. I'm not wear just gonna. I, yeah, I'm not gonna wear a long one and lean over at my tire. Exactly. Oh man, that is. This took a dark turn quickly. Yeah, it did. But let's let's think of the pros and cons of each of these. I don't want to dismiss the race car outright. Okay, then what are the pros? The pros of a race car is if you win, you can make a lot of money. I, again, I'm assuming that if I own a race car, that is what I do. I'm a NASCAR person. I This is my way of life. Yeah. Are you going to get your stock car to drive to Ralph's? No, I'm, but, but that's not the point. It's not the point. The point isn't which car would you take around in real life. All it says is sports, luxury, or race car. So if I'm going to own a race car, I have to think about everything that owning a race car means. Okay. It means having a team. It means spending a lot of money up front. It's like owning a horse for racing. Like you've, you you've got to have a car to carry your car around. Yeah. We you know you have to have a semi truck to carry your exactly. car around. Exactly. You got to have a car, a big car. To, and then if you want to go anywhere, you got to have a car. So yeah. you already have to have a, you already have to have two more cars if you own a race car or a car or an extra or a truck and a motorcycle. You put your car in the back of the truck and then you hook your motorcycle to the back of that truck and then you just hop on it and race jump off of it, right? I assume I'm an adrenaline junkie now if yeah. I own a race car. I'm sure it has I'm sure Red Bull's already sponsoring you. But you, <laughs> it means you have to work with sponsors. It means you have to win a certain amount. Yeah. I guess I guess the point is, if I owned a race car, my life would be completely different. I would not be a professional actor and podcaster. I would be a professional race car person, uh-huh. right? Sure. You would Though I don't know, Tony car. Stark. Tony Stark had a race car, and he wasn't. That wasn't his sole job. Well, he was rich, and then he he decided to drive his own race car because he's Tony Stark. Yeah, and then Mickey Rourke showed up with uh, light whips. And look how things ended for him. Yeah, Tony Stark is dead now. He died because of a glove. Is that what you want? You want a oh. race car that die snapping your fingers? Well, if it means saving the whole world, Hal. He saved the whole universe, Mark, and he didn't need the race car to do it. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. Though I would love to have a race car with all those stickers all over it, man. I guess I could just put stickers all over my car. Get a model car. I don't want a model, a model car. car. I want a full-size race car. Get a model of a full-size race car. I mean, look, there is, there is, uh, that is a point in favor of race cars that, uh, that there are a lot more model race cars than there are model luxury cars. I don't know anybody uh, who has a, uh, hey, you want to see my four-door BMW sedan, uh, model? I'll bet you they do make those. They do, actually. Of course they do. But nobody buys them as much as Hot Wheels. Look, these are all the thing that these cars have in common. Is that they are highly desirable, expensive, mm-hmm. and so you know everybody wants them. And so I think the benefit form, or you wear yeah. shirts with the logo on them. Yeah, you know you're into the cars, even if you don't own the cars, right? That's true. So you don't have to buy a uh, Maserati; you just get a Maserati T-shirt. Right, but there is a cult. If you do own a Maserati, it's like you're in a cult. All of these luxury cars. If you own one, you're in a cult. It seems sure. like. But that's, um, that's brand loyalty. Brand loyalty yeah. is a cult, y'all. All right. So pros of a race car. It's the fastest. They get stickers. 
cons of a race car. Everything you have to, else. you have to have that whole lifestyle and a, a ton of money. And if you don't win, then your race car loses endorsements and blah. it's just a whole big thing. And you and I have our own lives that don't involve us owning race cars. Yeah. I got a life to lead, Cha Cha. Yeah. I can't be <laughs> spending all my time on a dumb race car. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the luxury cars. We started to mention, and we mentioned the they don't uh, have roll cages in them. But <laughs> Your car has a roll cage, but that's because the top is made of fabric. Yeah, and my, the bottoms are made of the springs. The bouncy, it's bouncy, 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 bouncy yeah. fun, 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 fun. Um, yeah, I drive a uh, I drive a a Jeep. Yeah. Um, so it's it's real nice. It's 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 lovely. I like it. It's not a it's not a sports car or a race car or a luxury car. But it's um. Not. So I think race car is probably out. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it's out. For us. We might have some listeners who are professional race car drivers. Uh, okay. Tony Stewart, I don't know if you listen to us. Is he still one? <laughs> I'm not going to help you on that one. I don't, I, I don't watch car racing. I, look, I appreciate it. Good job, everybody. Jeff Gordon. That's a, yeah, right. That's a race car person. Um, Hart Jr. I want to, I want to, let me ask you this, just yeah. while we're, while we're finishing up with race cars. Danica do Patrick. you, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, Danica Patrick, the first, she was the first woman to break in, like, and blow up. Was That's she, right. st- but she wasn't, she switched, right? Didn't she used to drive Indy cars and then switch to stock cars and join NASCAR? I don't know. And it was like, dang, these things are slow. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know about that. Do you prefer stock car? Well, to finish up race cars, do you prefer stock cars or Indy cars? What? Stock cars are NASCAR, the ones that look like sedans. Uh-huh. And Indy cars are the crazy looking ones with the big spoilers on the back that look like the video game pole position. Oh, pole position because the, I had a transformer that was one of those cars. There you go. I thought it was real cool. Perfect. So it really, uh, it really is a, it's going to be a two horse race here, it seems. I mean, if it's a car for racing, it should look different than a car that's not for racing, right? Like it shouldn't look like a Chevy Nova. I did always think that was weird when I was a little kid and NASCAR was big, uh, where I grew up. NASCAR is very big in Tennessee. Sure. Cause hey, it was, you know, bootleggers trying to outrun each other. That was the birth of NASCAR or bootleggers trying to outrun the, uh, outrun the law. Yeah. Bootleggers in the South, uh, during prohibition. Were they would try to outrun the cops, and so they would try to each make their regular cars, like their stock cars, faster and faster. And so they would just keep adding um, modifications to them, and then eventually they started racing each other, and then it became uh, the National Association of Stock Car, uh, something like that. I don't whatever the SC is stock car, but National Association of Stock Cars are racing. Yeah. Um, so then, and that's, and that's why they look like just regular cars. Indie cars to me, like those Formula One, low to the ground, like giant wheels, uh, with no tread on them and the big spoiler across the back. That looks like a, a race car to me. Plus that feels a little less like, let's grab a couple of Budweiser's and race our Chevys and Fords around, which is awesome. But there's something very cool and sleek and Tony Stark and erudite and, like fancy and European about the, uh, about the Formula One cars. Sure. Would you yeah. agree? Sure. Yes. They just seem more exotic. I agree. So let's talk about exotic cars. Um, let's switch over and talk about sports cars. Well, really, this is going to be sports cars or luxury cars. So why don't we take a break? And okay. Then come back and settle between those two. Great. Goodbye forever race car. Bye. We'll be right back. I can't hear I myself, but I'm I These are real podcast listeners, not actors. Hey, thanks for coming. Here's a list of descriptors. What would you choose to describe the perfect podcast? I mean, vulgarity. Dumb. Definitely dumb. And like, uh, right here, this one, meritless. What if I told you there was a podcast that did have all of that? No. Jordan Jesse Go. And it's free. Jordan, Jordan Jesse Go? Go? Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. A real podcast. 
this is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. And so I have to write material that makes sense and makes people laugh. I also have to think about what I'm saying to people. If I kick your ass, I'll make you famous. The fight to get LGBTQ representation in the show. Mm-hmm. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. I really just became a political speechwriter by accident, realizing that I have accidentally uh, pulled my pants down. <laughs> Listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's like if the guinea pig was complicit in helping the scientist. And we're back. Yes, we are All back. Right. Now we're talking. Now, Now's the real, the real battle. Yeah. Somebody hands you a briefcase with $100,000 in it, Hal. Do you buy a sports car or do you buy a luxury car? I put most of it in the darn bank. Ugh. Nobody needs a car that expensive. No, but look, you're only allowed. This is Brewster's Millions rules. Come on, man. We're playing, we're playing, okay. we're playing fantasy okay. game. Okay. Brewster's okay. Millions rules. You have to spend it by the end of the day on a car. We've talked about lottery stuff, right? About my dream. Like if I win, if, if, if you're like, Hey, you won the lottery. Now you have $200 million after taxes that I put half of it away and then half of the other half away. And then I play with $50 million. And then you put half of that away. And then ha- and then eventually I have 50 cents and I put it in my pocket and I'm grateful for it. I like that. What would you do with it? What would you do with the $50 million? Get a house here. Uh-huh. Uh, get a house. Probably house in Philadelphia, house in Florida. Okay. Probably would take a trip. I would have money left over. The idea would be how long mm-hmm. could I, could I, can I get a bunch of, of nice stuff? I mean, I like my, I'm happy with my car. Probably would get Jennifer a new one because it's about time. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, it would be like, how long can I live off the rest of this? And the, in, the hopefully the interest you're making for everything else is giving you a comfortable living. Like it's just, it's taking Man, away that is the most worries. That is the most sensible, I just won the lottery answer I've ever heard. And it's probably the correct answer. Yeah. Well, it's like what uh, I want to get a pet gorilla and then dress him up as the, as the, uh, barkeeper from root beer tapper. But don't you want to do, I mean, yeah. Don't you want to do one crazy, dumb, indulgent thing before you get all sensible about your money? Yes, I would definitely have a room in one of my houses where I would have a full rock of fire explosion. Is that what See, you want to hear? that's what I want to hear. The rock of fire explosion, the animatronic band from Chuck E. Cheese. I want, yeah. I want Mitzi Mozzarella to perform for me. Oh, Mr. Mu- Mr. Munch behind the keys. Yeah. Mitzi Mozzarella and Mr. Munch. Did they, were they all alliterative M words like that? Uh, let me look it up. Yeah. They had Marin Mazzy singing for them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Rock of Fire Explosion. <laughs> uh, the members of the band. Uh huh. Past members. Oh, past members. <laughs> well, the members are Billy Bob, Looney Bird, Duke mm-hmm. LaRue, Fats Geronimo, Beach Bear, Mitzi Mozzarella, uh, Rolf DeWolf, Earl <laughs> Charl. So it's Boone. not, Ro- it's not Rolf the dog. It's Rolf DeWolf. Yeah. Uh, Choo Choo and Antioch, which that doesn't sound right. Well, how is this band the Polyphonic Spree? How big is this? They're huge. Yeah. Which Chuck E. Cheese has this 90 piece orchestra of anima? Oh, dude. 90 piece Rock of Fire Explosion animatronic orchestra. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want Mumford and Sons, but robots. <laughs> the three past members of Rock of Fire Explosion are Uncle mm. Clunk, the Statue of Liberty. Wait. The Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty. Okay. And Santa Claus. All right. Look, I know what Santa Claus is doing. I know what the Statue of Liberty is doing. They're both busy. Too busy to be in the Rockfire Explosion. So that's probably why they are past members. What got Uncle Clunk kicked out? Um, He was doing cocaine. Oh, fair enough. I mean, it was the 80s, man. He also was a really frightening looking uh, like a a bird person was he that? as frightening as that uh as what's that guy's name grainy the uh gritty gritty how dare you <laughs> here take a look i thought he was i thought he was a pittsburgh character take a look at what i just sent you oh geez what did you just send me did you send me a picture of that of uncle clunk you tell me you tell me how scary he is compared to gritty all right i'm gonna oh, redirect notice what all right let's see what uncle clunk looks like I'll give you a different one. This one's this one gives you a sense of human scale. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. Okay. Yo! 
He look, mm-hmm. you know what Uncle Clunk looks like is a <laughs> looks like a giant marionette mm-hmm. that like a human is marionette sized and he is this giant dummy that is going to not marionette a uh, ventriloquist dummy. Look, you could use his face to teach middle school health. How's that? How's his that? nose. Is that a good way of saying it. He does have a prominent proboscis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway. All right. So if I have a lot of money to spend, I want I like cars that give me room. I like cars with a lot of technology. Uh-huh. Um I don't like gigantic cars, but I to me a luxury car is more enjoyable because I'm sitting up higher. I don't like sitting low to the ground. Like I've had cars like that. I prefer sitting up and having it feel like uh to me a larger car is more inviting for friends and stuff to be in there with you as opposed to like yeah I'm gonna get in this and just drive across the country man and that's the thing like unless i am a racer you know what i mean like right. unless unless i have a real need for speed high five or unless i live in germany where the autobahn is i feel like a really good sports car would get wasted on me you know what i mean like I, i'll tell you what i love and this is going to sound strange mm-hmm. i'm not a huge fan of like the really expensive sports cars. I said race car. I meant sports car. Right. Um, I'm not a fan of really expensive sports cars. Okay. Like, um, like, uh, you know, Maseratis. Uh, Maseratis are cool. Like, uh, Lamborghinis and Ferraris and those like Porsche. low to the ground, crazy looking ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Porsches. Porsches are cool. Like, I don't know. First of all, I feel like the, and I apologize to anyone who listens to this who might drive uh, one of these fancy cars. I feel like the tool factor of the drivers is way higher. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because, because by buying, first of all, just by buying a car in the United States that can go 200 miles an hour or however fast these these Italian sports cars can go. If you're buying one of these in the United States, you are either a uh, flagrantly disregarding the law and driving the thing insanely fast, or you are buying way too much machine for what is legally allowed in your country. And then at that point, to what end are you buying that much machine? You know what I mean? There's that whole like, uh, oh, you must be overcompensating for something, but it really... I feel like there's a little bit of truth in that. It feels unnecessary, but for everybody, there's something that feels unnecessary. Exactly. That for them is like, I enjoy that. Like, I, I don't, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I mm-hmm. certainly have felt that way. I, I'm trying as I move through life to be more in a space of, well, if you like what you like, there, but that being said, yeah, I, I, it feels yeah. showy about it. It does. And look, I'm, I am all for, look, like what you like, enjoy what you want. But, but this in particular, I don't know. It just, <laughs> it, it, it feels like it takes a certain kind of person that I don't necessarily want to be friends with for that to be the thing that they want. Sure. Sure. I get that. You know what I mean? Uh, and it, 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 that said, I do, uh, I do like, medium level sports cars like what what would be what would you get with a hundred thousand dollars what would you get well a hundred thousand dollars is not a medium level sports car no but if you had that much and you need to spend it what are you getting i'd buy three miatas a mazda miata i love mazda miatas see i think there's a tool factor even in those cars really i think to me they're like they're like hey guys i just like having a sports car i'm not a dick is what Mazda Miatas are. Do we need to believe that? <laughs> to me, no, never. <laughs> to me, it's, uh, it's like, I can't afford a sports car, but I want you to feel like I, I'm somebody who should be in a sports car. Oh, interesting. But also, but again, do you think there's time, a, you think there's a poser factor of that? I see. I, yeah, I think but that's me projecting onto somebody else. Somebody can right. just be like, you're just saying, I like the Miata. I don't want to spend a ton of money on a car. And that would be enough for me. Like, go get a Miata. Enjoy it. Yeah. How, when, uh, what is happening to this show? When has this show ever been like, yeah, if you want to put ketchup on a hot dog, put ketchup on a hot dog. One yeah, time. if you want a Miata. Cats go and get a dogs mi- was the only time that we did that. Cats, that's right. Look, if you want a cat, get a cat. If you want a dog, get a dog. Cats are better as first time pets. Dogs are uh, more loving. Actually, dogs are the best. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that. 
I just like luxury cars more. Look, here's – yeah. If I have a lot of money to spend on a car, which I don't, but it's nice to dream. Yes. I think that the difference – it seems like the difference is a sports car, like a like something really flashy like that. They're not comfortable. You know what I mean? It's more it's more you're making a statement to the world. Right. As opposed to finding the luxuries in uh within it like for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the outside of the car and the outside perception of the car is what you're going for if you get a sports car, mm-hmm. but the interior comforts are for if you are uh if you you know a luxury car is for if you actually want to be comfortable on the inside and enjoy fancy things does anybody look cool getting out of a sports car Uh, like the Um, really low to the ground ones where you're like (laughs) you basically have to like roll out onto your tummy and then slowly stand up i think they they would look cool if they had jetpacks on sure if you had a little jetpack to get you out of the car yeah then you're (laughs) yeah exactly not much just a little boost it just gives you a little like there you go oh so uh gives your butt a little nudge to get up there he is Final yeah, it sounds more like a can of compressed air that you clean your keyboard with. Sure. Yeah. Psst, psst. Here he is. That's what I want. That's the noise I want my car to make. By the way, I sent you a picture of a BMW 4 Series car that this person has skinned out to look like I don't know what. Ooh. Do you recognize that pattern? Uh, It's uh, swirly durlies. Yeah. Put swirly durlies all over their car. So yeah. it really doesn't matter what car you have. Somebody will customize it to be mm-hmm. fit their personality, and then you'll be like – all right, well, that's who you are. Thank you. Right, for like me when know. when Blake it. got a Jeep Wrangler and wrapped it in an entire American flag, entire wrap around for the whole body of the Jeep. Yeah, it just becomes yeah. okay. Noted. Yeah, I guess that's who you are. I like yeah. in L.A. You get a lot of like crazy actors like Dennis Woodruff who just, hey, I'm just gonna glue troll dolls to the hood of my car. Yeah, like right on, man. I love that. <laughs> that is a bizarre car. Yeah, but or, again, I'm a person who hand-painted his, the outside of his car with house paint. I mean, what's the most iconic car in L.A.? Angeline. Exactly. The That's a Corvette. sports car. Pink Corvette. Dude, she was in my neighborhood the other day. Jennifer and I saw her on the, on like, on the same day in different sides of town. So uh, let's just drive back and forth. I think so. For those who don't know, Angeline is a uh, Hollywood legendary dilettante uh, who I don't know what movies – she has ever been in but she is she's famous for being famous she's famous for being famous she's the original kardashian she had billboards all over town that just said angeline and now doesn't do the billboards as much anymore she just but she has always driven around town in a pink corvette with the license plate angeline and if you're like oh she's driving that original one it's all beat up no she gets a new one she's driving the latest corvette yeah it is like a hot pink and it so is that, unmistakable who it is. Yeah, that once again is sports cars being used for flash over substance. Yeah. I mentioned the Miata before. I did drive a sports car, but in typical me fashion, I guess, I drove a sports car that is the worst sports car. What is that? Uh, which was a 1979 bright yellow MGB. Oh, that's Model right. B. You loved it because it was MG like Mark Gagliardi. Exactly. And I loved it because it was this little – it didn't even have a top. I would just have to kind of pull it over uh, and park it underneath something if it started raining. But it was – I bought it for uh three grand. Is the fanciest car I ever bought at the time. Yeah. But like, you know, the choke didn't work. So you would have to spray this stuff on the engine to get it to start. It was a absolute mess of rat-gnawed wires underneath the hood of it. But I loved it. Um. I did used to drive it to Disneyland, which was a terrible idea to drive 40 miles in an MG. You're only really supposed to take those cars, like, from your house to the golf course, I guess. From your house to the car next door. Yeah, to the, to the, to your car. You take, you drive it from the house to the garage. Mm-hmm. That's it. But that, that's my version of a sports car. Have you ever heard the, uh, the names? I've heard some great names for, um, I, so I did a deep dive a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. about personalities of different types of car owners because I wanted to see if BMW drivers were scientifically jerks, like if there was a reason, mm-hmm. which turns out there is. I can get to that in a second when we talk oh. about luxury cars. Yeah. And so I did this dive into like the different personalities of different cars and I heard two great names for two of America's, two, America's two most iconic sports cars. We're not talking like the little lowrider Italian ones now. Like there is something fun and indulgent about American muscle sports cars. They are terrible on gas and ruin the environment, but there's something fun, uh, about, and that's the Ford Mustang and the Chevy Corvette. Right. Muscle cars. Muscle cars. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd call those sports cars, though. Would you call those sports cars? Or do you, or do you uh, yeah. recategorize muscle more cars? Sporty. I, there are some sports cars that are luxury cars, like mm-hmm. the Porsche, the Porsche, like the 911 is, is a sports car, mm-hmm. but it's also a luxury sports car. Right. We're talking about luxury sedans and SUVs and crossovers. Is That's that what we're talking about and in the luxury category. Okay. So, but I'll put, car. I'm going to put like the people's sports cars into this mix. Which is Chevy's Camaro and Corvette and the Ford Mustang. Okay. Which the names I heard for these that I loved was the Mustang. Uh, they referred to that car as the car for the precision student driver. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the, Cam- I don't know if it was the Camaro or the Corvette was referred to as its nickname. I'm going to find this out right now, uh, is Plastic Fantastic. Uh, then it's the Corvette. The Corvette's nickname is the Plastic Fantastic. Cause you know, it's just got that, that super, super fragile, but incredibly lightweight body, right. much like Angeline herself. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, ridiculous. So if, if it's not just the like low ride Italian, like, you know, I'm wearing a, a, a leather jumpsuit inside and I'm wearing a lot of cologne kind of sports cars. Right. Then I, I, I don't mind a Ford Mustang and I don't mind a, Thunderbird and a Camaro and these sort of classic Americana sports cars. Right. That said, again, you know, there's some flash to it. And if you're going to spend money, it's, it, it, does it really come down to, do you want the flash or do you want the substance? Partly, yeah. I guess I, I, that, that's I part think of it's it. Form over function or function over form, but not really because sports cars are sleek. So there is. Well, no, it is form over function because I think sports cars, they just feel like a coffin on wheels. Not, not in the, <laughs> like you'll die in it, but yeah. just like you're, in, you're encased in it. And some people like that. They like feeling mm-hmm. like they're, in a, it's, it's kind of built to simulate a, a fighter jet cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's the thing. But like, yeah, if, if, I feel I like that's feel a good, like I'm in a private jet. If I have that's a bajillion dollars, that's my set. That, that's a second or third or fourth car, right? Yes. Yeah. You're like, you want something comfortable. If you're going to go on a long road trip and I'd be like, Hey, let's get the car that doesn't have a back seat or cup holders. Like, no, you want something that you can move around in. You want like a Tesla. Yeah. You want something that's full electric. That's not, yeah. I know they're sporty, but they're really like, they're more of a luxury car than a sports car. There are different versions of it. Right. Like Model three is not the most attractive thing I've ever seen. Is that I the one that looks like a giant it. sedan? Yes. It's crazy because it's the size of an SUV, but it looks like a sedan. Yeah. It just makes me feel like I've shrunk a little bit. Well, they have to fit all the electricity in it. Oh, there you so go. They have to make it bigger. All right. Let's talk about some luxury cars. And I want to talk about – I ha- look, I have friends who drive BMWs. Mm-hmm. They are, uh, they are, according to their advertisements, the ultimate driving machine, yep. which – Red flag already if you refer to a car as a driving machine. True. But yeah, it has been scientifically proven that drivers of luxury cars, including the BMW, are uh, are pretty insufferable and have a tendency to lean that way. What is the scientific proof? How was that scientifically proved? It was a study at Berkeley uh-huh. done by the Institute of Personality and Social Research. What they did, they observed a crosswalk. Uh, the, the researchers observed a crosswalk. I'm reading this now. When a car approached the crosswalk, a person stepped into the road, one of the research assistants, and researchers recorded how drivers reacted. California state law says that a driver must stop if a pedestrian steps into a crosswalk. And then for the second part, they watched a four-way intersection and recorded how likely specific cars were to cut in front of others when it was not their turn. And it was the luxury guy, specifically the BMW, that were insanely more likely to commit these infractions. The numbers that I read, it's not in this particular article, but I read this article before. The biggest uh, ragers were men aged 35 to 50. No surprise there. Mm -hmm. This was actually part of a British study. I'm confusing my studies. Hold on. Let me finish this first one. It was 60% more likely that someone in a BMW versus someone in a crummy car, not crummy, normal, regular car, 
uh, a one. <laughs> a one was how they put it. They they rated them from one to five. And a BMW is a five. And most of the cars I have driven would be ones. And uh, they were 60% more likely to just run through whatever stop sign or drive into an intersection with a pedestrian in it. The road rage. Uh, the biggest road ragers in the UK done after asking 2,834 British drivers to answer questions about the make, model, and color of their cars and how often they experience road rage. The biggest road ragers by far were... Men age 35 to 50 with specifically blue BMWs. And I did an even further dive into this because I got fascinated by this whole thing. And BMW, I went on one of their forums like online and BMW drivers fully admit that they're jerks or that they have a higher ratio of jerks. Again, I have friends who drive them. You're not the jerks. You're my friends. I love you. My dad but drives a BMW. Right there you now, go. They have a higher ratio of jerks because the thing that they uh, focus on in their advertising Outside of their TV commercials, like when you go in and test drive, when you really get down to the nitty gritty of it, they focus on how punchy their engine is. And that is their main selling point. So somebody with a really punchy engine is going to be somebody that thinks, sure, I can make this light or I can do this before I can get through this intersection and I won't even slow them down. You know what I mean? I thought, you, yeah, I thought you were going to say what they're selling about it. They're like, this car makes you better than other people. <laughs> You will, you get a right to the road that nobody else has when you step behind the wheel of a Mercedes Benz or BMW or whatever. No, that's not why they drive like jerks. That's why they park like jerks. Yeah. You become an elevated class of person. You can park diagonally across two spaces. Mm. The world is your parking lot and, and traffic signals and signs are mere suggestions for you to ignore or comply with at your own pleasure. I guess like. I guess that's one thing living in Los Angeles uh, that I have witnessed so often is, you know, we talk about uh, frequently, both as a society and on this show, uh, pitfalls of privilege. And living in Los Angeles, you really see that like BMWs and Mercedes are if one if I see a BMW pull up next to me in traffic, I think to myself, slow down. He's probably going to cut you off. And three times out of five, they do. There is something funny about the two of us, two mm-hmm. white, cis, yeah. straight males who enjoy uh, uh, unconscious privilege consistently mm-hmm. on, on a day-to-day basis going like, these privileged people are too privileged. Yeah. It doesn't make us wrong. I just uh, – it's just no. funny to me. You're, you're, you are right to point that out. Uh, so – but if there is – look, recognizing the privilege is step one to solving the problem. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, there is a privilege problem. There is something. There is a kind of don't you know who I am to a car. Yeah. But then also there are people who will buy a car like that and just be excited to have. Like it's interesting. You will have people who, for whom cars are so important mm-hmm. that you would see the when you see them driving in the car that they have, you would assume they are going back to a large house, which mm-hmm. they are not necessarily. It's just yeah. that is where they choose to spend their money because it makes them happy or they get stuff on a lease. I, I I get that. And that and that is like I said, that is the majority of people. They just want to live their lives and enjoy the things they enjoy. And you know what? Spend your money on the things you want to spend your money on. Like right. if you had a if you had a good year and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna get a new car this year. Get the new car that you want to get. That said, don't get a BMW because it'll make you a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like Hal's dad. Yeah. Don't be a jerk like my dad. Yeah. Hi, Bill. I hope you're listening to this. Oh, he episode. doesn't listen to the show. Listen. He stopped listening long ago. Yeah, he's such a jerk. He doesn't even listen. Oh, my God. Now he listens. I love you, Daddy. No. You and your, sports, you sweet? And your sports luxury cars. Um, But in this particular argument. Yes. It seems like. It seems like um, showing off. It, it, if, if the if it comes down to yeah. you can you can hear the the like as someone who's owned so many crappy cars, like just mild disdain in my voice for people who have nice cars, not the people, but the cars themselves. But it comes down to it seems like, and and, and I realize that is my fault, and that's not a good thing. I'm not saying that I am right in that. Um, the uh, it, it, it sounds like it comes down to whether you want to. Be comfortable in the interior for yourself or if you want to show off a little. Right. And there's nothing wrong with showing off a little. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be comfortable. No. But who wins this particular battle? Luxury cars. Yeah, I think you're right. Of course they do. People of the world, stop. Stop it. 
stop with the sports cars. I swear, when I see a Porsche 911, I don't care when it was made. Maybe the early, like the 60s ones are all right. But I feel like, uh, Mark, you know that episode? Remember, uh, on Police Squad? At the end of every, every episode, they freeze, like the, like yeah. you think it's a freeze frame for the credits, but it's just the actors stopping. So if they're pouring something, yeah. it keeps going. When he pours coffee all over the hand, or the one where they had the chimp. Yes. And everybody stopped moving in the studio except the chimp, cause he's a real chimp and he didn't know. Well, there, there is an episode where one of the guys is like a criminal being booked and mm-hmm. then he's the only one who's there and he's looking around like he cannot understand what's going on. <laughs> why everybody just stopped moving. That's what I feel like when I'm, when I'm talking with a bunch of people who love the Porsche. Yeah. Porsche or Por- oh, Porsche. Oh man. I- Shout out to our buddy Bobby who every time I said Porsche, he would go, um, it's a Porsche. Oh, Bobby, stop it. <laughs> Point is get it, get yourself a luxury car. Share, share with your friends. You're not in a race. The race is over. You've won. You got a car. Good mm-hmm. for you. Get a luxury car and be cool about it. Oh, uh, wait, Jennifer, can we get a race car bed? No, she's like, she's all she's <laughs> looking and searching for a way to say something nice that is a soft letdown. Nope. Okay. She just said to sleep, no. Sweetheart, feel better. Feel better, Jen. Yes. <laughs> We're not getting a race car bed. Get, just be, just go get yourself a luxury car and share with people. Make your life better. If you find that briefcase full of money. Yeah. If you, if you find the briefcase, get a regular car, get an electric car, get a nice car, get, take care of yourself. But you know, the sports car, it's fine. We're done. We're good. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our privilege episode. Asked and answered. It's a pretty privileged (laughs) question. Should I get this race car or this? Yeah. I know, right? But it's also people love cars. Yeah. And it's also fun. It's also fun fantasy. I get it. It's fun to be like, ooh, what would I get if I found that briefcase full of money? Clearly, I'm the expert because I wouldn't be like, oh, I'd get the CRV, but I'd just step it up a level and trim. <laughs> I would buy a, I would buy a vintage car and fill it with gasoline and then walk away from it and drop a match and then, <laughs> and then, and then not turn around when it blew up. Put on sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, when I die, that's what I want my funeral to be. I want you to put me. I want a Michael Bay Viking funeral. Hold on, I'm taking notes. Yeah, Michael Bay Viking funeral. Michael Bay Viking funeral. Put put my body in a car. Body in a car. Um, fill the car with gasoline. Car with gasoline. Make a long line of gasoline. Long line of gasoline. And no. then somebody somebody drop a match. Drop a match. On and then everybody just slowly walk away. Walk away. And don't turn around when the explosion happens. Don't turn around. You don't want to look at that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Got it. Got it. Great. All right. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. Uh, this topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or you can send us an email at we got this podcast at gmail.com or info at how loveland.com to you sure you want to, <laughs> you sure you want to put, put email as an option? Look, it's fine. I'm getting to it. I, by the way, I'm going to. As of this recording, this will come out after the weekend, but I'm going to Pod X, which I didn't realize we had been invited to separately. I'm going there for Good Morning Night Vale, but we both could have been yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Leah. I could have been, I could have been back in my home state if Hal had checked the email. Oops. What are we going to do? What, what are we right. to do? I'm trying to get better. I looked at it again today. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, I fixed it. I fixed it. I figured it out. I fixed it. I used all my technological know-how. We're good there. Also, go to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thank you to you, our listeners, for giving us a chance to sit and talk about cars and complain about luxury things. Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. And that car, fingers crossed is a luxury car. Thank you, everybody. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin, and don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. this. We got this. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.